Welcome to the best night ever. Your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately, the best night ever. Featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. Your best days will always start with a great night of sleep. Join Dr. K as he invites you in to talk tips and tricks to help you sleep better, stop snoring, be healthier, and live a more energetic and productive life. Learn how to make sleep your best friend. Explore ways to wake up feeling more refreshed and discover how to carry that newfound energy throughout your day. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a cup of bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting-edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Jay Corsani and you're listening to The Best Night Ever, the show that's dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. And we're back again and we've been having a lot of fun with this show, lots of great feedback. Uh, we just did one recently on sleep and your morning routine. Yes, learned about cold showers, the benefits of cold showers. It's a fantastic sure. thing. Did you do it yet? Um, no, but it's definitely on my list. It's, Come on. it's on my list. You got to get it done. So I was trying to think what we want to do for this show. And I thought, okay, what could we do? What could we do? And I thought we just did morning routines. Why don't we do night routines? Perfect. So welcome to our next show. It's sleep and your night routine. We got Dwayne back in the studio here as well. Uh, I got a question for you. What time yesterday? Did you think about your upcoming sleep? Um, you or, know, or did you even think about it at all? Yeah, I don't really enjoy uh, sleep or going to bed, so probably not till you know uh, five ha- minutes. Yeah, half, five minutes before. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe fifteen minutes before. Yeah, and that's general. The U.S. population is just you know we don't really think too much about the sleep. Yeah until it's time to sleep. So what we're going to talk about is how to recognize a little bit more what we can do to get that sleep better. Yeah. You know, for me, it's uh, once I squirt the melatonin in, I know I'm 15, 20 minutes away. So, you know, so right as the bachelor's winding up, I just (laughs) and I'm ready to go. Oh, boy. All right. You better pay attention to this one. So this is the show about sleep and your night routine. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about routines. We're going to talk about some sleep hygiene. We're going to talk about something called sleep latency, hmm. uh, habits, and all kinds of good stuff in between. Uh, so let's start off with routines, right? Should we have them? Especially for sleep, science says yes. Uh, just like we have our morning routines, which we talked about, you know, getting showered, getting dressed, making breakfast, we definitely want to have a nighttime routine as well. Uh, and why do we want to do that? Sleep is a behavior. So a behavior is determined by a combination of what's called inherited traits, experience, and your environment. So it's all three of these that kind of control uh, your behavior. So when you get a routine in, then that behavior becomes much more efficient. Okay. Okay. Uh, i got a question for you here as well. Do you remember how your parents went to sleep? Um, not really, you know, because, um, we always went to sleep before them. So right. I, I don't know what was going on. Probably TV or, or radio is my yeah. guess, you know? Yeah. Uh, how about how you put your kids to sleep? Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you just, uh, point upstairs and it's like, okay, you know, it's time to wrap it up and like do their teeth, climb into bed and, 
you know, 45 minutes later, they stopped talking. <laughs> I mean, that sounds great. Uh, I mean, the reality is these days, especially kids, are just glued to their electronic devices. Yeah, I mean, that, the, that's the, a huge problem for everybody. Huge problem. I think people are underestimating the impacts that it's having both on their on their energy levels, their mental health, the light exposure, their sleep quality. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But um, we definitely want to pay attention to how we put our kids to sleep. And we want to pay attention to how we put ourselves to sleep. And that's yeah. what this show is all about. Yeah, I, I definitely think setting aside those electronic stimulants has to be a big priority because, uh, you know, it's such a distraction, you know, wall to wall in our life from, it's, you know, morning, noon to night. It just, we just have to learn to be able to be the parents and take those away. Yeah, both both for the kids and for ourselves. Because when we every time we fire up that phone and we look at Facebook and we look at feeds, we're we're getting what's called dopamine hits. Yeah, and it's no different than drug use, and it's an addiction. And every time we do that, we burn our brains out because over time, just like with drug use, you build up tolerance, and then you're going to need more and more of it. So when should we start thinking about our nighttime routine? Kind of like when I asked you at the beginning of the show. I say as soon as we wake up and at other points. All right, so we're waking up. First thing we want to do is we want to make sure we get some blue light exposure during the day. This helps reset our internal clock. So quick way to do that, go for a walk during lunch, get midday, not necessarily look at the sun, but look at the blue sky, soak it in. That's going to help. Blue light will also boost alertness. It helps memory and cognition function. So when you say blue light, you're just talking about being outside. Right. Just be outside. Okay. Yeah. Very simple. Uh it helps elevate mood. So so there are benefits to blue light. I know we talk about we poo-poo on blue light as, yep. as a, a terrible thing. At night it is. During the day it's beneficial. That's how we operate. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first one you want to think about as far as your sleep goes. Get some blue light during the day. Next time you want to think about it is when you exercise. If you exercise. What happens is when your body moves around, you start giving it you know, aerobic exercise or resistance, you're going to get better sleep quality. You're going to get more deep sleep. Deep sleep is when we repair muscle tissue. It's a recovery stage of sleep. It's a fantastic thing, but you only get it when you earn it. Yeah, and just to be clear, right, for the, the people listening uh, at home, we're not talking about people you know, going to the gym, right? There, there's a hundred things that they can do to be mm-hmm. active to – help themselves sleep better. Yeah, I always tell patients, you don't need to go out and do a triathlon. You just need to move around a little bit. So that's always going to help. You're going to get more sleep duration. This is great because if you use more energy throughout the day, you're going to be more tired and you're going to reclaim back more energy, which means more sleep. And who doesn't want that, right? It also helps reduce anxiety and that's the cortisol levels that we talked about with stress. Next time I think about my sleep is going into nighttime and it's going to be around dinner. Okay, why, why does, what does food have to do with sleep? I think we've covered this before, but the time you eat is going to impact your sleep. Okay, you eat too late and you're going to be digesting rather than sleeping. Sure. And also what you eat is going to impact your sleep. So high quality food is always going to be better than processed food. When you eat that processed food, you uh, promote inflammation both in your body, in your gut. We talked about the, the gut-brain connection and then in your brain. And, and that's all going to disrupt your sleep pattern. So you want to focus on your sleep even while you're eating dinner. You're going to think, hey, what the actions I'm about to take are going to impact my sleep a couple hours later. So what do I need to do? And, and generally, I'm assuming that you think it's wise to uh, eat at generally the same time. Try and stick it back to the routines. Yeah, generally eat the same time. Usually around sunset is kind of the best time to do it or two hours before you go to sleep. Uh, and then one other thing to do around dinner time to think about is alcohol. 
Uh, if you're going to consume it, you want to give enough time for it to metabolize, or you're going to know that your sleep may suffer. You're either going to have what's called fragmented sleep, poor sleep quality, or you're going to snore or have more sleep apnea. Yeah, and again, so a uh, glass of wine, can of beer, what, two, three hours to metabolize? Is yep. that the at least two, three hours. Yeah. All right, the next time you want to think about your sleep and your nighttime routine is after dinner. So you had dinner. You did a good job there. We're going to get back into the light exposure again. We talked about blue light in the morning, which is great. Now we're going to talk about blue light as a no-go at night. And what, mean, what that means is the sun is set, so your body already is into sleep mode. Uh, you want to stay away from that blue light exposure. You make sure you don't have these crazy hot blue lights in your house, these LED lights that are just uh, non-native colors. Uh, you want to stay away from electronics that are emitting that, TVs as well. What that's going to do is that's going to enable your body to start producing melatonin as Blue light hits your eyes, that blocks melatonin release, but as red light hits your eyes or the lack of blue light, then you get the melatonin secretion, which helps you get ready for sleep. Okay, so, so you know, those of us who are, you know, after dinner, we're going to relax for an hour and, you know, watch our favorite television mm -hmm. show. So, so how much time should we plan on um, having after we watch our show – and before we hop in the second, I mean, mostly. it depends on what you were doing and how long and exposure and everything. But generally, the, the sooner you can wrap that up and give yourself a good solid hour to two to not do that kind of stuff is okay. always going to be beneficial. So uh, another thing you could think about is, you know, red light bulbs, which I have all around my house at night or, or red glasses or blue blue blocking glasses. And if you're going to stay on an electronic device or watch TV, get these glasses on and, and protect your eyes and your brain and, and let it do its thing. All right, so we're going to talk about the final stage that I think about sleep in my nighttime routine, and that's going to be when we are ultimately in bed, right? So in bed, ready to go to sleep, our phones are in what mode? Airplane mode. That is correct. What I do is I put my phone on airplane mode. I turn my router off. In fact, uh, it's crazy, but I actually have my router on a timer. Uh, and around 930 at night, it will shut off. And so and this is the router for my wi -Fi your router. house. Yeah, the Wi-Fi house router. You turn it off. I don't turn it off. It's on a timer now, so I don't have to go down there and do it manually every night. But at 9.30, it shuts off. And what that does is... And why are you turning it off? Okay, so the routers are one of the highest sources of EMF signals in the house. Okay. Uh, this, one of the biggest ones on top of that is the microwave oven. So these two are emitting tons of EMF radiation, which some people are sensitive to. I turn it off just in case. Okay. And then it doesn't turn on until about 6 in the morning. So router goes off. Uh, sometimes I'll read a nonfiction book. That'll help just get my mind out of things. I try to stay away from like self-help books. Are you sure night. you're not reading science fiction? No, nonfiction. Okay. Yeah. Uh, may do some meditation and mindfulness. You can write a little bit in a gratitude journal, and you can do supplements as needed that we've talked about before that'll help you go to yes, sleep. Definitely. So this is the final wind-down time. And if you do everything right, you're going to be going to sleep pretty quick. Excellent. So there you go. So um, so we'll be back in, in just a couple minutes here. Again, you can go to snoreexperts.com and uh, get a lot of these tips and more information. Uh, just click on um, About Us and the podcast. So we'll be back in just a couple See minutes. See you in a little bit. Are you still snoring or are you suffering from secondhand snoring? Ignoring the health risks is dangerous, very dangerous. It could be obstructive sleep apnea, depriving your body of oxygen, which can cause fatigue, weight gain, and high blood pressure. Don't risk going untreated. 
Get a free consultation from the snoring and sleep apnea doctors at Snore Experts. The doctors at Snore Experts have helped thousands with oral appliances, CPAPs, and now Night Lays Laser Therapy, a new clinically proven way to effectively treat snoring and sleep apnea. It's quick and easy with no recovery time. The next 20 callers that mention KKLA get a free medical consultation at Snore Experts, a $300 value free. Call 888-31-SNORE. Get a great night's sleep, avoid serious health conditions, and stop snoring now. Call Snore Experts now and mention KKLA. 888-31-SNORE. Five SoCal locations and now in Brentwood and Irvine. 888-31-SNORE. Online at snoreexperts.com. All right, we're back. And I want to talk about something called sleep latency. I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. What that means is that's basically the time it takes for you to fall asleep. Now, normally we should fall asleep within 10 to 20 minutes. Uh, And that's if we've done everything right throughout the day. We've talked about morning routines. We've talked about night routines. uh, But we're not supposed to fall asleep instantly. And that happens uh, when my patients come in to see me who have snoring and sleep apnea problems. They're deprived of sleep. So they come in and almost brag. And they tell me, oh, I've got no problem. I can fall asleep like that. So Mm. that's actually a problem in itself. But if you did everything right, you should be out in about 10 to 20 minutes. If you take longer than that, you may have something that's known as insomnia. Uh, And then you need to work on sleep hygiene or something called cognitive behavior therapy for insomnia, which is a big fancy word for spending time with a therapist to work out your routines more to get a better, deeper sleep. So you can have, you can fall asleep too fast. You can fall asleep too long, or you can want to get right in that little Goldilocks sweet spot. The best night ever sweet spot. That's right. That's what we're aiming for. All right. Um, I want to wrap this show up with how my routine goes, kind of morning and night. So I'll kind of break down a typical day for me. Now, I don't do this perfectly every day, but I shoot for these. And if I get about 80% of them done, things tend out working out rather well. All and, right? and you, just, to, just as a reminder for listeners too, you track your sleep. So, so you're hyper aware of your sleep and, and all that stuff. So Yeah, I do track my sleep. We've talked about the Aura Ring before. Yeah. Uh, that's a fantastic feedback device. So when I do different things, I'll get different results, which then helps to funnel me to do better things. So Great. absolutely. So it is a little tricky sometimes to do it subjectively when you don't have that data, but it you know doesn't hurt to try. Exactly. All right. So how does my routine go? Basically, when I wake up, wake up, we, we talked about the morning routines, shower, cold shower, uh, get the kids dressed, ready to school, airplane modes, all that stuff. Uh, we, I do want to get exposure to red light. Uh, I'll try and get up before the sunrise, get outside, check that out for a few minutes. Or I have a, a red light lamp or bulb in my house. I'll turn that on in the bedroom, kind of let that. Or do you like watch the sunrise with your red light glasses? Now, don't take it too far. Come on. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a fantastic thing to try it and you'll see, but just, we want to get a little bit of red light exposure in the morning and then you want to, you know, get your, get your day going. You want to shower, dress, get ready for work. I'll do the bulletproof coffee. Like we talked about. I very rarely have breakfast, uh, unless it's a weekend, I'm having some food with the kids, but it's always going to be either coffee, green tea or nothing. And, and that helps keep the insulin levels maintained. It helps keep the energy levels high, the appetite suppressed I'm good to go till lunchtime. And, and that's what's called intermittent fasting or modified intermittent fasting where I'm not eating after dinner until the next lunch, 
but I'll have a coffee with kind of this fatty, buttery coffee, mm. um, and that works out perfect for me. All right. Once all that's done, head to work. Generally, uh, I, I have long commutes sometimes, so I'll, I'll grab a podcast and listen to that. Maybe I'll listen to my own show on, on the radio. Uh, but uh, I heard that show's really good. It's a fantastic show. I heard that sidekick is just hilarious. He's, <laughs> he's too much. Yeah. So the, one of the benefits, and I, I also recommend you know people out there is, is instead of listening to uh, lots of music or, or, or radio shows, is to learn something. You know, grab a podcast, fire that up, and, and learn some knowledge or ways that you can help yourself. Yeah, you know, we spend so much time in our car, uh, especially here in Los Angeles. It's it's crazy the amount of time that we spend in our car and. You're right. If um, if those of you out there haven't explored some of the great podcasts out there, it's really amazing, and it's it's right there in your phone um, and on any subject. Yeah. And I would really encourage you to do that. You know, you're much better off doing that than listening to you know the same three songs and commercials all day. Yeah, I call it on the road university. There you go. Yeah. So get to work. Basically, do do our work stuff. Uh, next thing I'm really going to pay attention to is my lunch. Um, I used to go out and eat lunch all the time. Uh, it's obvious that there's a social element to it, but generally these days I pack my lunch. And what that does is gives me control over what I'm eating to the max. You know, locally sourced produce, locally sourced meats, good preparation. I know what I'm getting. And I also know when I eat that, I'm not going to have that afternoon slump because I had high quality non-processed foods. Hmm. So, so that's lunch. So, like, so what's a typical lunch for you? Typical lunch for me is going to be like maybe some grass-fed ground beef, uh, taco seasoning over rice with some veggies and some sour cream and some hot sauce, kind of like a little taco bowl. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Easy. So after lunch, uh, generally go for a 30-minute walk. I, I say this all the time, but just get out there, walk around the block, maybe go see some local shops, maybe grab a cup of coffee uh, down the street. Uh, you're going to get some physical motion. You're going to get some sunlight. Uh, you're going to get some vitamin D, especially if it's more in the spring and summer where you're in a, you know, shorts and a t-shirt or you, you, you're not as covered up as the winter time. Uh, that's going to be fantastic. And, and it's going to help with your sleep and your circadian rhythm. So mm-hmm. big fan of going for a 30 minute walk. All right. We'll, we'll keep going with this routine here. Obviously day's done, wrapping it up, get back in the car, drive home, learn some more things on the road. Uh, and then what I usually do is uh, add an element of physical workout. Uh, I'm not a big fan of gyms, hardcore training. Uh, what, I, what I'm a big fan of is what's called hot yoga. I, I go to that four times a week generally. And what that is is, is basically yoga in a, in a room that's 115 degrees. Insane. Hmm. You got to try it. <laughs> I do have to try it. Uh, I'll, here, let me edit Cold shower, hot yoga. It's all about okay. temperature regulation. Yeah, no. Right, so the hot yoga is great. You know that it's funny because I I, I talk to people there and I say, uh, why do you do this or how long you've been doing this? And, and people there are like I've been going for a year, year and a half, two years. And some of these people aren't that lean and skinny and athletic that you would think. And, and, and you look at them and they go, yeah, I don't do it for the physical. I do it for the mental. And if you push yourself in these crazy yoga poses in the insane heat and humidity and overcome those, it just helps with your mindset. So it's a fantastic opportunity to kind of let loose, unwind, let go of the day's craziness. And then it also makes me very hungry. I get home and I'm ready to eat. I don't know why. But speaking of that, get home, dinner time, uh, usually cook food at home. Again, control ingredients, fantastic flavor food, win-win situation. 
Uh, after dinner, we'll play with the kids. I, I try to keep their TV exposure to a minimum, blue light exposure to a minimum. Red lights go on generally in the house. Uh, we'll we'll play so, board so say games. the red lines, the red lights go on in the house. Uh-huh. Just so, so there there's just, so it's just there's strategically placed red lights or yeah how does yeah. That work? So I have bulbs in various places that will, will they're connected to different switches, and I'll I'll switch off the the regular lights or the kind of regular incandescent yeah. lights, and we'll switch over to red lights or or mix them both, and that way you just get more spectrum exposure. And again, the benefit of that. Benefit of that is it's, it's a, there's a calming effect. It helps melatonin production, and it looks cool. Great. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're done with that. We're going to brush our teeth, obviously. Uh, we're getting in our pajamas. We've got the red lights like we talked about. We'll, I'll do story time with the kids, or we'll listen to some music, uh, and, and basically just wind down. You know, it, It's back to that whole routine thing. Uh, we're, we're getting uh, geared up for sleep. Uh, and then kids, let's say they go to sleep. You know, the temptation is there to get back on our phones and, and, and play around or look at stuff. I, I have red glasses that I wear at night that filter out all spectrum of light except for the red that promotes melatonin release. And I'll throw those on if I need to, if I need to get more work done on the phone or on the computer. It turns everything into red. But I know when I do those, I register better sleep on my ring next day. So I get. So you the can wear the red data. glasses and still look at your... You can still do your phone. You can still do your TV or computer. It's a little weird. Some of the symbols look funny, but so are these. So are these like you know, like Willy Wonka glasses, or what do they look like? Uh, you know, I got to put a picture of me wearing them on the website, but they're just kind of like kind of like sport glasses with a red frame, okay. uh, red lens. So uh, basically, once all that's done, and I was able to kind of control the, the factors from the beginning of the day all the way down to the nighttime, uh, it's lights out and sleep. Bam. You know, 10, 15 minutes, I'm out. And and really the, the point of this is that you've developed a routine and the routine... The routine pays off. Pays off by giving you consistent sleep. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges for all of us, right? Uh, we've got work and all these outside, yeah. you know, crazy things going on. Um, just the benefit of having a routine, having the structure, right? We have structure in all these other areas of our life. Right. But we need it uh, with our sleep as well. I mean, it's such an important time, and it has such an incredible impact on our day and our effectiveness and our mood and all those things. Yeah, so, uh, I, I mean, just so like you important. said, it the, the body is a living organism. We're not robots. We don't function, you know, ones and zeros. It, yeah. it, we have to treat it right, take care of it, and it will take care of us. Yeah. And that is the show on sleep and your nighttime routines. So uh, so we've had a chance to go over the morning routine, the night routine. Uh, if you didn't catch the morning routine show, I really encourage you to do that. Lots of great information. You can catch that uh, uh, on our website, snoreexperts.com. And, you know, one of the things, folks, uh, if you're listening to the show and you're enjoying it, uh, listen, we encourage you to tell a friend about it. Uh, and also go to Snore Experts. Snoreexperts.com uh, and communicate with Dr. K if you have any great show ideas, if you have any questions. Uh, he's there for you. Yeah, if you're in the LA area, come on down. I'd love to meet with you and consult and see if there's any way we can help you get some better sleep. Excellent. So, uh, so thanks, and uh, we will catch you again on the best night ever. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. See you next time. 
for joining us at The Best Night Ever, our weekly look at achieving better sleep and better health. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at snoreexperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. 888-31-SNORE. This broadcast is for informational purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this show are not medical advice. The show, including Dr. Jay Crisandi, the co-host, guest, and the producers disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of any information contained herein. Opinions of the guests are their own. We do not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests, nor do we make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed physician.